0: No, they were playing it in the restaurant Like they had them play it in the restaurant I wonder if that's the music that the restaurant usually plays Or if they were just like, hey, here's my iPod (laughs) The mob bosses are here You got an ox card? (laughs) Play some mob music Play some Italian music Their names are Lenny and Carl, so they'll really appreciate it Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast Brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network my name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at The 100 Script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. And in this school body president election, I would vote for Jughead and Betty. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass milfs and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And in the school body president election, I would also vote for Jughead because the other options are just not appealing to me. (laughs) That's fully the only reason, yeah. Like, literally, the other options involve Reggie or Archie. Yeah. No. You know, as annoying as Jughead is, sometimes, like... I would take Jughead over top of Archie or Reggie at any point in my life. And I feel like Jughead would actually like work to enact change. See, I'm proud of us because we've been ragging on Jughead so much. And a couple episodes ago, we decided we were going to take a turn. and We were yeah. going to support Jughead because he's the one who's in the moral right. And yeah. I feel like um, <laughs> us pledging our votes to Jughead shows that. Yeah, we've we've really come a long way as people. Yeah, it's just sometimes so hard to be on Jughead's team, and I know that all of it stems from the I'm a weirdo speech. I'm weird, I'm a weirdo. Can you please insert that clip in? Yeah, <laughs> please do it.
1: In case you haven't noticed, I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in, and I don't want to fit in. Have you ever seen me without this stupid hat on? That's weird.
0: Today we have words to say about episode 217 of Riverdale, The news Titans. Why is it called this? The title is episode 508 from a TV show, Big Love, which is about polygamy. I don't get th- it. Nope. Nope. That's what? your clue from last week. What? The Noose Titans is not from Big Love. We already had a Big Love title. No, last week's was Primary Colors. This is the... that's I said the Big Love thing at the end of last episode because oh. it's what this episode is. The, do you know what a noose is? Yes. Okay, well, it's not from like... Oh, I see. They're all from movies and shows and stuff yeah do you think this one might be like the one like random outlier like it's it's the spider's Georg of titles I feel like they did that earlier that hold please I feel like there was another one where we were just like this is what What's up with this I check. feel like sometimes maybe there's no title consistency. See, a lot of them were films. Nighthawks was a painting, though. And Tales from the Dark Side was a television show. But I think this is the first time it was a, an episode of a television show. The, the, which means it's probably not an episode of a television show. It's just a saying. I guess. <laughs> but, like, wouldn't they, like, search the news titans and see? Well, now it's all Riverdale stuff. <laughs> Dude, if you think too hard about how technology works, that'll start to like blow your mind. Womp, womp. Okay. Two days ago, you were able to Google that phrase without it being about Riverdale. I know. That's weird. We have some thoughts from listeners. Here we are. So let me just grab those. Either way, the News Titans, I guess, is just kind of it being like, it's almost time for some stuff to happen. It's almost the climax, but yeah. not quite. I'm upset not that I used the word climax. Not a good enough excuse. <laughs> not a good a- enough excuse to use the word climax. She's not wrong. So, um, we have a lovely listener who goes by at Sandman nine nine three, who always leaves us the most lovely tweets on our podcasts. Hi! Thank you. They Thank love you. Them. We love getting them every week. We really do. So, some of their points this week. What did they have to say? They think that Alice totally knows who Chick's father is because she uses the phrases, open old wounds, healed over many times,
1: mm-hmm. so
0: they think it could only be one dude. And it feels like she's I agree. Really- Afraid to admit the truth in front of her daughter. Totally on board with your take on Betty and Chick's relationship in this episode. It was like a competition between brother and sister. Your theory to the Blossom plotline kept me thinking. It really could be that Claudius was behind Clifford's death. Shout out to Meta for that one, too. Yeah. Um, Mary Andrews was the shining star of this episode. Stepping up for her husband and giving her son the speech he needed in a long time to think about his behavior at all was one of the best parts of this episode. I truly have the deepest respect for this woman. Absolutely agreed. Shout outs totally and also like that's true of this episode too Mm -hmm. molly ringwald is such a stand-up yeah (laughs) because she's molly ringwald (laughs) and then we got a comment on our soundcloud from our buddy megan strain who's back commenting oh my god welcome back how you been (laughs) she says hey guys sorry it's been so long since i last commented i still listen to every episode of this podcast though oh that's okay anyways i wanted to know your thoughts on this During the sleepover, Cheryl told Tony that her mother wouldn't approve if she was the only one invited to spend the night. Are we supposed to forget that Cheryl invited Veronica over for a sleepover before Jason's memorial? Penelope didn't seem very bothered by it then. And if we're thinking about this logically, that sleepover only happened a few months ago. I don't know why Penelope didn't say anything about Veronica spending the night then, LOL. I hate continuity errors, but I love you guys. Keep up the amazing work. Smiley face! Okay, first of all, love you. Yeah. (laughs) Second of all, big mood. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I think it's like literally they decided this season that they were going to give Cheryl like an LGBT plot line. And so they had to like retool some of previous canon and then just yeah. ignore the rest of it. Yeah, I, I also think that they were like kind of just choosing something and then ignoring what might be contradictory later. Yep. So, which is really annoying. I mean, Penelope was kind of annoyed at that, uh, that Veronica was over, but not to the point where she was just like, let me send you away now. No, it's, I mean, I truly think that like Cheryl has other issues besides like having a homophobic mom Mm -hmm. and they actually probably didn't even have to give Penelope like a homophobic plot line Mm -mm. because that family's messed up enough without trying to stick some kind of commentary in there that I don't 100% fits anyway. Like, I think that Penelope is already a really great villain, and if they needed a villain in this plotline, it's, it's gonna be Penelope, but yeah. also I do think that if we didn't want Penelope to, vi- to be the villain, they could probably just call it Cheryl's internalized homophobia and call that the villain, and I think that would be kind of interesting. Yeah, or literally just remove the part where she's not allowed to have sleepovers. Yeah, exactly, and then things would make sense still. Like- Cheryl's whole coming out thing could still absolutely be about like you know trauma from her childhood but not the sort of I my mom caught us having a sleepover thing where I don't know just part of it just doesn't fit you know it just feels clunky. Also Polly stayed with them for a really long time and I know that she's kind of being like Cheryl won't fool around with Polly because she's pregnant and also related to her but has that stopped Cheryl before? No, not at all. <laughs> and, like, she was hanging out with Polly a lot and she was, like, gonna go to the, whatever, homecoming dance or whatever with Polly. Yeah. So, hmm, season one. Cheryl's had too much interaction with, like, other female characters for any of this to make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And I know we're supposed to just hand wave it away because it's, like, borderline a cheesy, like, teenage soap opera, but when you're dealing with the LGBT community, like, please just have a little bit more respect for us. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, so let's get into the episode. I hope I remember what my <laughs> notes mean, because it's been a couple days since I've written them. I also so- hope you remember what your notes mean. I mean, hopefully you do, because you're the one who watched the episode most recently. Yeah, I literally just watched it, so okay. we're good. So let's start with the Lodges and the Andrews, because we care the least about this and then we'll get into but interesting having, stuff. having said that, I wasn't overly irritated at their plot lines this episode. I mean, there are a few times where I was just like, "I roll, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I eye rolled a lot, but at least it wasn't, like, unbearable to watch. Yeah, like, it has been in the past TBH. Yeah. Okay, so they're at the debate, and for some reason, Alice is moderating. Listen, I don't ever need a reason for Alice to be in a scene. Just stick her in the scene, and I'll accept it. I think she said that it was like sponsored by the PTA or something, and I was just like, "Are you head of the PTA? I support you." Of course, Alice is head of the PTA. Sweepy and Fags are here. Sweepy has lines. Oh, cry about it. I will cry about it. I'm so excited. What do you think about the things that he was saying? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> You're so good with words. Uh, Why? Because they're against Alice? Is that why? Well, because they're against Alice, but also, like, they bring up some legitimate issues, which is how come everyone's kind of treating the kids from the South Side, like, Dirt. I mean, yeah, but as long as there are some words happening, that's fine. So okay, basically they're saying, I love how Sweepy's like, I'm standing up because uh, this is my question, and Fangs is like, I'm basically also elevated for no reason. I'm standing up because Sweetpea was a little bit scared. <laughs> he's like, he is shy. I'm here for his emotional support. Sweepy was in the audience, like, you're gonna, you're gonna stand up with me, right? He's like, of you're gonna get up. And he's yeah. like, dude, dude. I love you. bro. You're a grown man. <laughs> That's what bros do, bro. Like, I feel like- It is what bros do, bro. If Sweetie and Fangs were two bros chilling in a hot tub, they would be like two feet apart. They're not gay, but they're just best friends and I don't think they're worried about it. They're comfortable with each other. Yep. Also, Fangs is gay? Question mark? Yeah, Fangs is- yeah. We still don't know. We still don't know for sure. Fangs is gay. They've said it like multiple times. No, she said it- Um, I heard that one of them is gay and she talked, they talked about Fangs, but literally they only had like one prolonged eye contact. I need more. No. uh Uh-uh. I want more. No. What? They said that Fangs was friends with, what's his face? Joaquin. Joaquin, And that he was like going to hook up with Kevin and stuff or told him to hook up with Kevin. Like uh, Fangs is gay. I made that up. Wait, you made that up? Yeah. You know what is frustrating is you can't make things up because my brain will confuse it with canon real quick. I'm so sorry. That's why I can't read fic. This is, that was the meanest. That's why I don't watch deleted scenes also. That is the meanest. No, to me, deleted scenes are canon. So that's fine. Oh, okay. Um, this is the meanest thing you've ever done to me. I didn't mean to. I I know you didn't mean to, but I think you should feel bad. It's like when you've done something in a dream and you don't know you've done it. You should still say sorry. Okay, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> okay but anyway and i i think fangs is like concerned or concerned confirmed okay as a a fellow homosexual okay i would love that but i think i need like i i guess i just want fangs to tell us because right now you want receipts right yeah and i i right now it's just like speculation from other characters Mm -hmm. i i would like him to tell us you know what that's fair enough i think yeah because, like, not even necessarily tell us, but, like, give us some more evidence rather than just people guessing. Sure. Yeah. I can get on board that. Um, that's not about this scene at all, but it's the part we care about. So, <laughs> fair. Um, basically, okay, so Sweet Pea's like, Hi, so we're getting bust from the south side and we're getting treated like garbage. And Jughead's like, yes, top priority. And Sweet Pea's like, yes, and they're best friends. Except they're kind of not later, but they're, that's what I was going to say they're not best friends, but, like, I know that you need to believe that. Yeah, I support all of them. So then Midge stands up and she uh, p- brings up a great point and says, so like your parents, Archie and Veronica, are on opposite sides right now. Sup? And how bad does it look for Fred when Archie's just like, oh yeah, I support Veronica's dad. Literally nothing Archie does helps Fred in any way because Archie's a bad son he's a terrible son thanks so much for coming to my TED talk that I think we can all agree on Fred is such a good dad he does not deserve Archie as a son Archie went from the beginning of this season protecting his dad willing to do anything for his dad to like having a dad crush on Hiram (laughs) you know what Fred deserves Jughead as a son Jughead deserves two dads and I know exactly what the dads are Okay, I would ship FP and Fred, though, so I'm fine with either any implication of this. That's a thing on Tumblr, bro. Tumblr, you know what? That website is a pit, but it also understands me. I'm trying to remember what they're called. Well, it can't be any worse than Phallus or Bughead, I'll tell you that. I guess that's true. At least it's not Vughead, which is not what they're called! <laughs> or Varchy. Or Varchy. Which now Ronnie is wearing on a shirt. Ooh, although, Rosie? Great. Yeah, Rose is good. And Choni's good, too. Choni's good, too. Snake parents, I'm just saying. Snake parents is what FP and Alice are called, and I literally will not hear otherwise. Mm. You know what happens when you search phallus on Instagram? <laughs> Tell me. You get pictures of them, and then the story is a picture of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We knew this would happen. I knew this would happen. Actually, you called it first. I actually didn't hear it until you said it out loud, and then I was like oh uh, okay i i search fred and fp ship and what comes up phallus well that's really all you need to know then isn't it i'm gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna make up my own okay okay i'm gonna say it's either Firum or just <laughs> Firum. yeah you're talking about no nope. fp nope 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 oh you're just making up random ones yeah i'm no i'm just stupid oh gotcha <laughs> yeah <laughs> what so would it be Forsyth then Fred Miney. Fred Scythe! I knew it! I knew it. Fred Scythe. What Fred it's Scythe. Fred Scythe, okay. Yeah, that's what it's called. Could've just called it HP, but you couldn't really search that, could you? HP? Why would we call it HP? I did it again. I know. <laughs> This is a great episode. I'm really pleased with this. Why am I doing that? Apparently, I just want to see... Apparently, <laughs> some part of me just wants to see, like, Mark Consuelo's of Dude, I guess. <laughs> I have had such a good time on this podcast so far. We are 17 <laughs> minutes in, and this is one of my favorite ones we've ever done. Get wrecked. Uh, I am... I am so tired. <laughs> <sighs> that was, it's incredible. We're hardly into this thing at all. Okay. <sighs> What if just everyone hooked up with everyone and then I didn't have to worry about keeping ship names straight? Yeah, that could be my uh, my priority. Thank you. How do you feel about Josie and Reggie running together? I actually, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, Me too. I have, a, I have a lot of feelings and the thought is what and the feeling is why. Yeah, those, are, confusion. those are great stuff. Um, that's it. That's all I got. I'm confused. I'm also confused, because here's the thing. I assume that Reggie knew that he needed a running partner last episode, considering that Veronica was like, Betty, be my running partner. So it's kind of strange to me that Josie, if she was Reggie's running partner last episode, was like, please vote for Veronica. Yeah, but she did that to sabotage Veronica. Yeah, I know, but wouldn't people know that Josie's running with Reggie and be like, um, Reggie, how do
1: you feel about this? What's up? But, I'm sorry, I don't 100% get what you're saying right now. Okay, so... Reggie knew what his running mate was last episode. Because Veronica knew. So... Reggie was like, vote for Reggie and Josie, vote for Reggie and Josie, goes to this little rally thing they start, and Josie says, vote for Veronica, and Reggie's like, um, thought you were on my side, and everyone Reggie- else is like, thought you were on my side. Oh, I think Reggie was just playing stupid, and it was their plan the whole time. Okay, well then my next question is, h- why is was Veronica so dumb? Because they were the one blindsiding her. Yeah, but Veronica's like, I'm gonna ask Josie to help me out, even though she's running with Reggie. I literally... <laughs> I don't remember last episode, Reggie announcing that he was running with Josie. No, he he, he didn't. He didn't do that. But I assume that people would know considering that Veronica knew she needed a running mate. No, no, you're confusing me based on assumptions. Why would you do such a thing? Because then who was Reggie's running mate last episode? He didn't have one yet. He hadn't picked one. I thought you needed one immediately. No! Well then why did Veronica ask for one immediately? Because Veronica knew who she wanted immediately. The president doesn't pick their running mate the first thing. People wait for that announcement. Oh, okay. Well, that was a great conversation about nothing.
0: <laughs> so maybe don't keep that. Yeah, that was long too. Yeah, <laughs> we had a full we had a full minute where I was confused and you were confused and we were somehow confused about the same thing, yeah. but not understanding that. Um, Fred is talking. Welcome to the Autos. <laughs> Fred is talking to Hiram and Hermione and being like, "I'm a great candidate because I have never left Riverdale for New York or." jail and so uh i am qualified he's not wrong no. no and he's like oh and mary's like hey we need you to sign some papers and hermione's like we need you to sign some papers <laughs> and i'm like why don't you guys just email each other Sign the papers and veronica says no need to be the montagues and the capulets and also i want two dogs named montague and capulet just say thank you okay okay and so they're like let's just make it a fair fight but they get back i to- like that yeah, go. I, no, I love that like teenagers can cut through adult crap better than anyone in the entire world. Mm-hmm. They just get right to the point. They're blunt about it. They're just like, hey, instead of you guys doing this weird dance, why don't we all just have a fair thing and we solve your problems logically? Yeah, That's probably the only logical thing that Archie and Veronica have done this entire season. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little weirded out by the fact that Adams is just like here now. I mean, why not? They said he was the capo. I know, but like, where has he been the past few episodes then? Well, he wasn't a convenient plot device then, was he? So they were like, we need another capo. Let's bring in Adams. But before we bring him in to be another Andre, we'll make him manipulate Archie. Yeah. And so they're like, you get a big fancy job. And he's like, I'm a big fancy FBI man. And now I'm a doorman. Yeah. Yeah. All right. He's a capo. He does whatever he's told. Well, I guess that makes sense because he's like, now I'm a doorman. I've been demoted. Now I'll punch Andre. Exactly. He does whatever Hiram tells him to do. I love how Hiram is like, hey, these are my three goonies. They're all named with A names. What is this? The Kardashians? Like, that's my thing now. Andre, last name probably starts with A. Arthur Adams, which apparently is his actual name. Yeah. What? (laughs) What? What if Archie had just googled him? And Archie Andrews, exactly! Literally if Archie had googled him, he'd be like, "Um, there's literally nothing here." And he'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm from the FBI, so." <laughs> like, why don't these kids ever use social media the way that we do? I can't I can't. Anyway, the mob guys are there and they're like, "Let's have a chat." And Hiram's like, eh. "I think we need to take a moment to appreciate the music in the scene with the mob guys." That was nuts. That was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. I was like, is this a joke? That honestly, I was like, okay, so sometimes this show is aware that it's low key like a parody. That's some soap opera stuff. That it was absolute no, not even like The Young and the Restless would be that heavy handed yeah. with the music. Yeah. It made me laugh so much. I loved it. And then their names being Lenny and Carl. Bro, was that music playing also- in the restaurant? I hope so. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't just like the actual soundtrack. No, they were playing it in the restaurant. Like, they had them play it in the restaurant. I wonder if that's the music that the restaurant usually plays or if they were just like, hey, here's my iPod. (laughs) Plug this in. The mob bosses are here. Play some mob music. You got an ox card? (laughs) Play some Italian music. Their names are Lenny and Carl, so they'll really appreciate it. Play some Italian. Also, aren't Lenny and Carl um, characters on The Simpsons? I don't know. I've never seen The Simpsons. Fair enough. Never watched one episode of The Simpsons bob's burgers is better anyway thanks that was a controversial opinion yeah i'm on season seven not controversial to me oh hell yeah yeah mary's talking to archie and being like listen there's an announcement for your dad's um candidacy so will you please be at it i know you're kind of garbagey now but will you please come it's important fred really wants you there he won't tell you but he does archie's like of course i'll be there And I'm watching it and And I'm I'm going, "Uh uh-uh, no, you won't. He's not going to be there. No. I'd like to think that you, that you would, but mm mm-mm. Well, he has to go hang out with his other new dad. I guess so. I really appreciate everything that Mary's doing and I don't appreciate that Mary is not around all the time. And she's leaving after this episode, isn't she? Yeah. What the heck? I don't know how they keep finding excuses to write Mary in and out. Yeah. Just write Mary in. Keep her. Especially because, like, who's, um... I thought that, um, Fred was gonna run with Mary. Yeah! And then Mary would have to stay. Maybe the CW just get, just can't afford Molly Ringwald. Who is... Who's Hermione running with? Uh, I don't know. No, we don't know. Hmm. I don't know if any of them have running mates. At this point, I guess. Yeah. Hiram's saying that they th- they feel like he- they're being careless, like they're being a little too reckless and that the police are gonna catch on and try and, uh, do some digging. And so they need to protect Veronica... And they're like, Adams and Andre will be there because Adams is his real name, I guess. And Archie's like, yep. can I come? And Hiram's like, um, Okay. Should I bring this 16-year-old boy with me? Will he do yeah. anything super rash and ruin everything? Uh, definitely a risk I can take. Yeah, I can definitely afford to risk my entire livelihood on this one idiot. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> so... Reggie wants to arm wrestle Archie for the bulldog votes because they support the alpha. If I was one of the bulldogs, and- <clears> I'd be offended. I'd be like, "I'm a person," but K. I I was thinking that same thing with um, Sweet Pea and the Serpents. Is why do all of these like people they don't move as a herd? Yeah, that's true, and it's funny because I love the Serpents, and so I think of it completely differently. Although it's completely the same; it's totally the same. It it no, it is the same, but it's also because like whereas they're. Um, a sports team. The serpents are actually like uh, bonded by like blood and family. Exactly. Okay. I'm glad it's not just me because I was like, maybe I'm wrong. But like the bulldogs are like, yeah, totally. Like we're football players, you know? And so it's a stereotype. They're just like, we're football players. We'll do whatever. Who's the quarterback? (laughs) We don't understand politics. Yeah. And then the serpents are people who have like pledged and gone through things to be with each other and like are an actual feel like an actual family although potentially the bulldogs are like that we just haven't seen that yeah because we And don't I mean care. if anyone knows anything about politics it actually is football players true so um so then Reggie says something mean about Fred and then Archie wins Okay, I'm sorry. I In no world do I buy that Archie can best Reggie, because arms. <laughs> yeah, also because he's just like, I have an adrenaline rush because you were mean to my dad. However, I don't care if I'm mean to my dad. Yeah, he's like, don't insult my dad. Only I can do that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, not even the same when you're just like, you can't be mean to my best friend. I'm only mean to my best friend. Because if, if we're mean to each other, we're just like, yeah. <laughs> but when Archie's mean to, Re- like, Fred... It hurts Fred's feelings. It cuts so deep because he's not mean in, like, a funny way or an affectionate way. He's just, like, it's not even that he's even mean. He just doesn't care about Fred. Yeah. He's so careless. Yeah. It's totally true. Because, like, Archie's entire character is very self-centered. And Archie's like, hmm, what can I do today (laughs) that will affect me and only me? Yeah. (laughs) And so Hiram goes to talk to the dudes and they want 25% cut. So are they saying, like, together we would like a 25% cut, or are they saying together we would like a 50% cut? No, I think it's 25% together. Okay, that's good. I was like, that's a bit much. And they were, and Hiram was like, um, that's a hard no. That makes no sense. And so then they get all mad, and Archie decides to start walking forward, and I'm like, stop <laughs> now! Stop! You know sometimes when you're watching, like, footage from cons and someone asks like a really cringeworthy yes. question and you get secondhand embarrassment and you can just see on all the actors faces they're just like Ugh. Ugh. that's how i felt watching this scene <laughs> archie comes forward and he basically says hey i'm cool and i can punch things and i'm like you're not cool and i guess you can punch things but yeah but the things you punch are literal solid ice <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Instead of using your feet like a smart person. Exactly. We know this. We're from Canada. Yeah. You do not punch ice. You stomp through it. We've talked about this before. You put your whole body weight on it. Yeah. I don't... <sighs> yeah. See, this is why Hiro's people in Montreal abandoned him. They knew they were working with an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so they all start laughing because, I mean, what he said kind of was funny. and <laughs> It was stupid. And so they're like, okay, well, we're going to hang out in here. So please, um consider what we said and they're like okay and Hiram's like hey Archie you're stupid. <laughs> you're stupid you're stupid you're so stupid we're not friends except he somehow lets Archie get away with stuff and then he buys him a car for being an idiot I wish someone bought me a car for being an idiot I'd have so many cars <laughs> yeah from this podcast alone I'd have at least three I know it's incredible but like oh. also same yeah can I choose the thing that people buy me when I'm an idiot? Yeah, I was just going to say, that's too many cars. Where am I going to put them? I wonder if we could be like, I would like a car first time I'm being an idiot, but the next time I would like something else. Yeah, like when I stick my nose in someone else's business, I think I deserve like a Sephora shopping. Spree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When, <laughs> when I go into anxiety spirals, I <laughs> would like... <laughs> I would like meet and greets with my favorite humans. There you go. So who's gonna set that up? (laughs) I would like to be rewarded for my bad behavior, since apparently that's what Archie Andrews is (laughs) entitled to as well. He's like, anything I do, everything works out. I mean, my dad got shot, but meh! Who cares about him? (laughs) So Jughead is helping- That guy, am I right? Jughead is helping Fred with his speech. And they're so sweet! Can Jughead be Fred's son? He's supportive. Remember when Jughead lived with them? Yeah, I do. That was a good time. It was a good time. And like I love FP so I'm glad that he's like more in the story and everything, but also like Fred deserves a better da- a better son and Jughead is that son. Yeah. Cuz Jughead was also stupidly protective of his father in season 1 as well. It it was absolutely fair that Jughead was protective but also like very wary of FP because yeah. FP had committed a lot of crimes. Mm-hmm. Fred has done nothing wrong Later. oh except adultery that one time yeah. yeah 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 just that one time though yeah yeah um doesn't seem like it bothered Mary too much though <laughs> yeah what's up with a show no I know she does I'm pretty sure she does anyway I just remember she, I mean she was on a singles cruise that's true I don't think either of them really care that much and they're just buds and yeah. I like that about them but I remember in season one where people were just like I like I'm pretty sure me and you were just like don't trust FP because you know we didn't know yeah. him. And so we were like, why, why do you keep trusting him? And even now Jughead still is just like, of course I trust my dad. I'm on my dad's side all the time. And I mean, we said at the time, like, even though we don't think he should trust FP, of course it's understandable that he would because that's his dad. Yeah. Archie, what's your excuse for trusting Hiram? That's not your dad. <laughs> also, he's been to jail. How, however badly you may wish that. Yeah, he's been to jail for literally ruining people's lives. This is your role model? Cute. Archie. Just start following Chrissy Teigen on Twitter and Instagram. She'll be a way better influence. That's so true. I know. (laughs) Um, But Fred's saying Jughead's the best writer I know. And Jughead's like, oh, you need to meet better writers. I'm like, I love you guys. Please be best friends. Thank you. That's the most writer thing to say to you. (laughs) He's just like, thank you so much. Can you write that so it can be on the back of my book? Eh. Jughead is the best writer I know That would not make me buy a book That would make me think that he had someone's family member (laughs) Write that about him (laughs) He'd be like Jughead is the best writer I know Uh, Mayor of a small town Fred Andrews (laughs) Because Fred's gonna be mayor I believe it in my soul Yep. I have Archie sad about Fred Why are you sad about Fred? Doesn't sound like you're sad about Fred Oh I think he's talking to Veronica He talks to Veronica about how he's sad I I don't know, I there. just kinda gloss over those okay. scenes on account of I don't care about Archie's feelings. Anyway, he goes inside and some dudes are fighting and of course Archie's just like a mask? Must run after. It. This is like the fourth time this has happened. Well what's up with these people cutting holes in toques? Stop doing that. Just buy a mask. Stop it. Don't ruin a don't ruin ruin a perfectly good toque. You need that. Yeah. Donate it. Especially in Riverdale where the weather is never consistent. Exactly. And so I looked at Andre and it looks like he's potentially been stabbed. Um, Yeah. That's what it looked like. And then when he had his like hands up by Veronica, it looked like, like burns, like maybe chemical burns. I don't know. I wasn't sure. No, I think they, I think they were stab marks from like trying to like fend Adams off. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So then we, yeah, we figure out it's Adams and I'm just like, we've never been on your side, bud. Bye. No, we don't like you, Adams. No. And he's like, take the deal. And you're like, okay. It's it's a good choice though. I mean, he's definitely more established as a character than random janitor man that they made the Black Hood. That's so true. Can you imagine if Adams yeah. had been the Black Hood? Oh my gosh. I would, you know, two birds, one stone. Great, great reference. Thank you. You're welcome. I was hoping you yeah. would get it. So everyone else is like, yeah, that's a common <laughs> phrase, you idiots. And we're like, excuse you, go buy one stone on iTunes. Thank you. Thank you. So they're talking about how Adams has been compromised and they call him a turncoat. And Alice is also yes. called a turncoat this episode. So I just... Who's also called a turncoat? Alice. By... Oh, well, she, she kind of he, is. Yeah. So I just thought it was interesting that they used the word turncoat twice this episode. I don't know. Because they're like, what word can we use that isn't traitor? Yeah. <laughs> oh, turncoat. Turncoat. Traitor synonyms. Google. Um, <laughs> and then used twice. So Andre is in the hospital. And so they're like... Okay, 100%. what do we do? And Archie's like, I will sit outside with a bat like I did last time. And it's like, oh, okay. You were concerned with protecting your dad? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember who that is? I don't know how Hiram was Do like, you remember his name? Thank you so much, Archie. Anyway, let's figure out something else. You're like, oh my God, thank you so- An avocado! Oh, thanks. thanks! Thanks! So like, Hiram doesn't know what to do. He's at a loss. I love that. I don't know what Hiram's going to do either. Me neither, but I love seeing him be vulnerable. Yeah, same. I like that he doesn't, he's not always the man with the plan. Mm. But I also don't like that Hermione, once again, has like no role in any of this. True. Like sometimes she like stands up for Veronica and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, the girls stick together. And then you're like, okay, well, who's Hermione? (sighs) Yeah. Like, um, who are you? But uh, yeah, I do like seeing Hiram not have a plan for something. But at the same time, it still doesn't make me empathize with him. Because I still have really no clue what his plot is. Well, I get confused too because it's like, I'm more, I guess I'm more on Hiram's side than I am like Lenny and Carl, you know, because I want Veronica to be okay or whatever. But also, I also really like seeing him at a loss because you're kind of just like watching the world burn. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. Like, if you threw... question at me and said, hey, do you know what Hiram's agenda is? The only thing I would be able to tell you is that it's the prison. Yeah. I don't know what Lenny and Carl's roles are. I don't know what they want. Maybe, are they the money? What do you mean, are they the money? Like, do they give Hiram the money? What are are Lenny and Carl, like, what are their- I don't think they give him the money because they're asking for money. So then- why are they around? I don't know. I think they just showed up and they were like, I don't know. Was it their idea? Like, why Why do you have, why, should, why do you feel like you should have the right to own 25% of the business? And is it because 25% equals what Hiram owes them? Maybe, in which case, get your money. If he owes you, I think that's fair. I mean, yeah, but Hiram's not about to do anything because he would much rather have that money for himself and find a way to scam someone out of it. Hmm. I feel like we're acting on assumptions again. Because he's a bad we are because we don't have that information (laughs) i'm just like yeah i was like about to make like a a concrete decision in my head like yeah Hiram's trash and then i was like we're just making this up we are but we have to because the show's like um yeah we'll just tell you about this later anyway so archie brings veronica home from school and she's like thanks for escorting me okay i'm definitely gonna stay here for the rest of the night and not go off into a different storyline sorry about it And so he goes in to have a chat with Hiram and Hiram's like, I guess I have to include them because like, what else can I do? And basically it's just for the safety of my family. And Archie's like, I have a plan. Also, I'm going to not answer my phone and not show up to my dad's thing, even though I promised I would be there. (gasps) (sighs) Write it in your agenda. Reminder in your phone. Okay. I have a genuine question for you. At what point could they redeem Ronnie and Archie and us like not hate them? Okay, I definitely feel like they can redeem Veronica. Why? I feel like, I know Veronica's doing bad things, but like, I don't hate Veronica because she's out here doing the good things with Cheryl and stuff. Like she's trying to atone for the, like, I think she knows that some of the things that she's doing aren't great. So she's trying to atone for them. Archie, however, is just kind of being like, all willy nilly, like, I'll support you, whatever you do, even if it is morally terrible. I don't know. Okay, no, that's fair because I actually do agree with you. I just wanted to hear like, why you're still on board team Ronnie, because I too am still on board team Ronnie, yeah. but I, I couldn't tell you why. Um, but with Archie, like the stuff that he's done, you know, well, where do you, I was about to start a list of all the stuff that Archie's done, but he's done so much too stuff much. that I got overwhelmed trying to pick the first <laughs> yeah. one. Literally most recently betrayed his father and then cut Juggy out of his protest. Yeah. Like in the last two episodes, did a heck of blood oath for what? What is left? Yeah. What is left of Archie that can be redeemed? What of what of Archie is still a hero or the protagonist of this show? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. Look, I think the the weird thing is like every time that we have like praised Archie for doing something good, it's been like, okay, but we still don't really like him. Because he does the bare freaking minimum. <laughs> I can't. And we praise white men for doing the bare minimum and we're guilty of that. Ugh. Oh. But also, like, it feels like it's like Archie does so terribly that if he does one good thing, you're like, good job, buddy. If the if he was graded on a curve, he's failing every time. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. I'm speechless. And I know this isn't even the end of the Archie bull train. Yeah. <laughs> this is just the middle of it. Like it hasn't even come to a point where Archie's at the point of no return. See, I just keep thinking like I would be interested in talking to KJ about how he feels about this. I want to talk to Majin. Yeah. I want to know how Majin feels about Alice's constantly changing personality. Yeah. Hmm. So <laughs> I guess Archie's not coming to the thing. Sorry, Fred. And Fred's basically saying, yeah, I'm disappointed, but I sure am glad you're here. And she's like, of course, because they're adults. And even though they're... I mean, divorced officially or just separated, they still support each other because they're buds and they've been yeah because they're partners friends. for such a long time. And because they're real grown ups who know how to handle things in a grown up way. I support all Andrews sans Archie. Yeah, I stand all the Andrews that um, names aren't Archie. Yeah, exactly. Archibald Frick. So Reggie and Archie join forces against the South Side for some reason. <sighs> And Reggie can get the bulldog votes as long as he helps Archie with his garbage plan. Remind me why Reggie hates the South Side? Hmm. <laughs> what a great question. Like, didn't the South Side provide Reggie with the Jingle Jangle? Wouldn't he, oh, like- Oh, he's like, you guys aren't ghoulies, I don't like you. Yeah, like- <laughs> I mean, when they showed up, Sweet Pea, like, pushed him down while they were playing basketball that one time. He's like, I hate all the Southsiders now! I think Reggie's just... He's like all you serpents. Reggie's just a bigot. Yeah, I think that's probably it. And that's it. the answer. you right, you're right. And that's the Reggie we know in the comics too. That's true. I keep expecting Reggie to be like more heroic because I think that actor is just so damn likable. Yeah. But he's not. But Reggie is not, he's, no. He's just Reggie. I keep thinking about comics Reggie. And I feel like comics Reggie What was... I remember like... Not minding comics Reggie, even though he was kind of a jerk. He was smarmy. Exactly. Yeah, he was kinda he was like, um, oh, that's a that's a show from my childhood that you would not be familiar with. Let me think about a different one. What? Did you ever watch Sixteen? It was on Teletoon. I don't know what that is. Yeah, see? Not helpful. Anyway, for anybody who has seen 16, he's just like Jonesy. Alright. Actually, let me Google Jonesy. Because you'll see Jonesy, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's that's Reggie. 16, Jonesy. Jonesy and Nikki, oh, my God, I shipped them. Okay. Hold, please. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the Google search. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the the douche. Yeah. Yeah. But he was one of the main characters, and, like, you liked him. Because he was one of the main characters, and he was, like, friends. You know, huh. like he was part of the friend group, and so he, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Anyway that's who he he like really reminds me of but if you didn't see 16 when you were in in, uh middle school then might not be that makes no sense to you sorry which is me yeah okay so they're at dinner again waiting with their italian music and Hiram doesn't show up and the guy's like Hiram says sorry he's not here but you guys should go outside and also stay far away from your car because there are explosives in it and so they go out there if someone said go outside and check my car i'd be like great it's gonna blow up Cause I've seen movies. I'd be like, oh, my stuff's in there. (laughs) Exactly. So then they go outside, the car explodes and Archie comes in and he's like, we're the dark (laughs) circle. It's the red circle except now it's dark. It's literally everyone who was in the red circle except now it's dark. Where is Dilton (laughs) to take a video? This is so stupid. Except this time Archie's also wearing a mask. Oh my god. I can't. I can't. I can't tell if it's supposed to be stupid, but I know that I think it's stupid. Yeah. So so he goes home and Mary is really freaking mad. And she and he's like, well, mom, like, I was gonna go, but then I was, like, busy. It's busy. And Mary's so. literally being like, who are you? And I'm like, thank you. Who are you? I don't know who he is either. Yeah. Ma- like, literally, when she was reminding us of season one Archie, like, the guy who used to, like, play music and all of that stuff I was like oh yeah remember when the most annoying thing Archie did was play music I didn't like Archie then either but I'm like nostalgic for that Archie yeah exactly yeah like I didn't like him but I miss him So Archie gets a new car and I'm like, so we're just going as far away from the jalopy as we possibly can. I'm upset. Yeah. I hope he names it the jalopy though. I was kind of thinking as I was watching it, I'm like, oh, it'd be neat if he named it the jalopy. That is such a staple Archie comic thing. Yeah. The jalopy. I don't think he'll get to keep the car though. I'm sure they'll get in some kind of car accident because this is a soap opera. Right. Or like the guys will also blow up his car. Yeah, exactly. Like the car won't be around for long. So I guess Archie is the new Andre. Smithers, then Andre, now Archie. Yeah, does he not see any of this happening? What the heck? Andre was an adult who carried a gun. And was trained. And was trained. He was a ninja. Yeah. How did Adams <laughs> take him down? He was a ninja. Um, but so Archie's like, yeah, okay, cool. And they're saying, this is fine. we're worried about Veronica. And this is just, you know, what you did was short term and, and they'll be back. And I'm like, cool. Looking forward to it, I guess. Yeah, I can't wait for that season finale. We'll be together. It'll be fun. Yeah. Then we could just about it in person. Yeah. We could record like right after we wanted to. Exactly. Are you ready to move on to Cheryl? Yeah. So now that we're done talking about that garbage, (laughs) let's talk about some fun stuff. Goodbye garbage. Um, so Cheryl's at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy and she talks about movie nights and how she imagines her friends in the movies and Kevin and Moose are in the movie. That was so cute. I love that they did that. I mean, it makes sense. She would. She would do that. And it also kind of breaks my heart that, like, she considers Kevin her friend and all of these people are her friends, but, like, they don't exactly reciprocate. I guess Kevin does now. I'm wondering how she knows about Kevin and Moose. Like, I feel like this implies that Kevin, like, told her about it. Or she just has great gaydar. Yeah. Well, that's the truth as well. On account of she is a gay. Yeah. And I have more thoughts about this next time we see Movie Night. Okay. So, Tony is looking for Cheryl. And apparently she's not a vixen when Cheryl's not there. Like they're literally having like vixen practice during this episode, and Tony's just like, I'm gonna wear plaid. Well, she has to stay on brand. Yeah, that's true. She's like, I'm literally only do this for one reason, and you exactly. are not it. <laughs> and so Veronica and Josie have team shirts for who they're <sighs> like, I don't know why. Does Benny have a team bughead shirt? Yeah, like I don't know why they have these team shirts, but like I think they're cute. Mm-hmm. Even if I have to look at the word "varchi" far too much. Ugh. So they're saying that, like, Cheryl would be posting selfies if she was in Switzerland. So, and her social medias have been barren. And they're like, oh, true. That's that's foul play. I feel like that's true for so many of us. Like, if so we disappear many. off social media, start looking for a body. If I don't have a story on Snapchat, something's wrong. Am yeah. I okay? Yeah. Check on me. Yeah. So the sisters are telling Cheryl that sometimes Nana Rose would mix the twins up and that's why she's... I don't I'm I don't understand this. I don't get it. Oh, this is just like an example of like gaslighting. Okay. Um so for like for anyone who doesn't know gas like the the very simple ep- explanation of gaslighting is someone telling you something about yourself, so many times do you believe it? They fool you into believing something until you think it's true. Um, so what they're doing here is rewriting Cheryl's childhood. So they're taking all logic and reason away from her. So Cheryl's like very logically like, well, Nana Rose is like half blind. So that's yeah. why she did what she did. And they're trying to psychologically link a lack of care to Nana Rose. Okay. And taint her memories of Jason. They want to cut off all emotional connections that she has to the people around her. Okay. Which is like classic abuser behavior. Yeah. And so they say, I guess you're going to have to go through phys- physical therapy for some reason. And so Cheryl is downstairs moving sacks of something and they're like, oh no, this is the wrong corner. And Cheryl's like, hard no it isn't. And they're like, hard yes it is. Again, gaslighting. Yeah. if they're, they're making her doubt her reality. Yeah, exactly. Making her question her memory. Yeah. yeah, totally. And so- It is one of the most evil things you could do to a person, I think. Yeah, it's not chill. No, obviously. <laughs> and so she's like, you need to learn how to listen. And so the girls all go to Thistle House and Penelope's like, I don't really want to tell you. Like, why should I? And they're like, we're going to go talk to Sheriff Keller. And he's like, I literally don't care. Also, Cheryl is a nut. We're just trying to help her. Here's the picture of Josie that she, uh, that she drew. I was a little worried she would actually hurt you. So this is where the inconsistencies in Cheryl's plotline come up. Mm -hmm. Because what the hell? They've now addressed this, but are they ever going to tell us why Cheryl did any of this? Because given the evidence, Cheryl seems like a very unstable person who should be in therapy. Just not that kind of therapy. Yeah, just not that kind of therapy. And I, I understand why Tony, like, at the moment... Wasn't just like, Cheryl, will you tell me about this thing with Josie? <laughs> you know, we're trying to escape, but will you give me an explanation? But like, even at the end of the episode, when we saw them, she wasn't like, Are you okay? Like, what's up with that thing with Josie? Like, ha- have you moved on from that or whatever? She's just like, Anyway, time to do the musical. Yeah, it's just like Cheryl's personality changes on a Dime, and I, I think the writers are trying to chalk that up to Cheryl not being able to express her sexuality and being closeted, and the sort of yeah. the trauma that comes from being closeted in the way that she is. Uh-huh. But it kind of takes on the predatory lesbian slash predatory gay trope, where like mm. people believe that like if you're <clears throat> if you're gay or you like people of the same gender, or you have a preference that is like that, that you are attracted to absolutely everyone around you. Which is not true, right. for yeah. the record. <laughs> so I just, it's weird, right? It is. And I support Josie in this moment, though. Absolutely. Because she's like, dude, what she did was like, hacking creepy, and I'm out. Josie's, Josie's 100% in the right here yeah Josie did what Josie had to do because someone a lot of people in this season have made Josie very uncomfortable yeah poor Josie I hope she's doing okay yeah so Penelope's about to leave Nana Rose for the day and she basically just she's treating her like a dog she's being like stay here you have water you have food you went to the bathroom you can't go outside again all day Sit here, watch your stuff. Like like Nana Rose is in a wheelchair. She can't even move. Yeah. Why did they put her there and not in her wheelchair? Well, we know why. Well, yeah. yeah. It was a convenient plot device, but also yeah. just... That's a great look at how Penelope parented when she says, if you have to go to the bathroom, hold it. Someone on Tumblr was like... Does that mean that Nana Rose has totally gone to the bathroom all over the place before and Penelope had to clean it up? Oh my god, I hope so. It's what Penelope deserves. Yeah, but also if that happened, Penelope would be like, who can we call? (laughs) Yeah, good point. Yeah. And so Nana Rose likes to watch Bob Ross. Me too, Nana Rose. And like, you know, I'm not going to forget all of the garbage things that Nana Rose has done. Like that one time when she said that she that Penelope should have drowned the twins like kittens. Oh, yeah, that was messed up. Um, But I support her in this moment because she likes Bob Ross and is doing the right thing. Yeah, her taste in television is valid. And so she crawls to the phone and they call for Antoinette Topaz. Because that's Tony's name. How did we not think that Tony was short for something? I don't know. That wasn't even like, that wasn't even a a thought in my mind. No, it was just, yeah, her name's Tony, duh. Yeah. But also, dudes who are named Tony, that's short for Anthony usually. Yeah. Hmm. Or Antonio. Yeah. Nana Rose says the sisters. She's at the sisters. And of course, Tony doesn't know what that means. And neither really does Veronica. Like, it's a good thing she knew what the... The sisters of quiet mercy were yeah you know betty and that would have been a great way to loop betty into that plot line yeah i mean betty's busy but yeah betty has other things going on she could have like i know they're on opposite sides but like text betty and be like the sisters yeah betty knows really well jughead knows really well good thing kevin knows his gay history i guess well you gotta know it Uh, yeah true and so that's one of the rules clifford or not clifford claudius otherwise rupaul gets mad at you stops her from doing the the call and oh also they were learning about Bastille in uh in class I don't know if that I didn't do research but I'm sure it's relevant so what do you think Nana Rose's motivation was in calling Tony and telling her my thought is that she didn't want to be alone in that house with those two because she was pretty sure she was gonna die I would agree with that as well. I mean, if it was me, it'd be like, I don't even, I don't know if Nana Rose even likes Cheryl, but she doesn't want to be like, hi, I'm the only victim in this home. Yeah. So that's my thought. Okay. So yeah, they don't know who the sisters are, but Kevin does. And um, so they're going to go to this tunnel, which apparently the boys who like are at the Sisters of Quiet Mercy take the tunnel to go out to Fox Forest and, and do stuff. Finally, we have an explanation for why Kevin goes into the woods. Oh my gosh. I really thought we would never know. Okay, here's a thought I just had though. Okay, if Kevin knows that gay conversion therapy is happening at the sisters and he's chilling with these dudes who are literally going through gay conversion ca- therapy, could he not go home and say, "Dad, there's some garbagey stuff going on"? I mean, you'd think so. You think mm-hmm. Kevin would be using these men for more than you know sexual pleasure? But you'd think that Betty would have said something. Once again, we are putting way too much thought in this that the writers probably haven't even thought of. Well, but I mean, it bears thinking about, especially, I mean, again, like I know I'm repeating myself, but when it comes to our community, have some goddamn respect. Yeah. (laughs) Tony and Veronica wear these dope black outfits. Oh my God, Veronica, I'm gay. (laughs) I really liked that shirt. I mean, I I like the ones with the little cutouts. That's too much of a cutout for me, but I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I think it's wildly impractical to do anything in yeah. except look like a smoke show. Yeah. Because how how are you going to run in that, girl? What if it's cold outside? I noticed that I noticed that Cheryl still has um nail polish on. And I just love that about her. I know. She still has some tiny part of her identity. Yeah. Like, that's she can't sweet. wear her big lipstick, but she can wear her nails, I guess. Yeah. So that's nice. And uh, so she finishes moving the sacks and it's time for movie night again. And, <laughs> like... She's like, also, you're gross. So don't be so gross next time. Thanks. Thanks so much. And so they go into the tunnel and they say, call your dad in 15 minutes if we don't come out. And- 15 minutes is not a lot of time. I was thinking as I was watching it, I was like, man, I would have said half an hour. None of you know how long this tunnel is. Yeah. Bro. I was like, I mean, at least make it 20. Yeah. Hoof. Yeah. So they're like, let's search every room and we'll find her. We are very certain that we will do this. And so they're watching this movie with te- with cheerleaders on it. And so Cheryl is like imagining that she's hearing Tony's voice because I assume that in this cheerleader movie, she's thinking about Great. her inner circle, yeah. her vixens. This was her exactly. big thing. So of course she's crying. <sighs> Sadness. And so Tony finds her. That was literally one of the most like romantic, like things I've ever seen on Riverdale. Shout out to it being sapphic as heck exactly it was so cute like she ran in and then like their silhouettes kiss and i was like oh my god this is beautiful and the music the music was so good it was so good every every part of that was so well done yeah she was like i'm here to save you and she's like really And then Veronica walks in (laughs) and it's like, oh, okay, well, let's go. That was like a big damn hero moment for Tony. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. I've loved Tony this whole time. Let it just be known. I also want to say that I was laughing because the people in the background literally do nothing. Oh my God. I noticed that too. I was like, do you guys want to like come with them? And yeah, also like, run away, or does, do you like it here, or what's going on? Does anyone else want to leave? Does no one else have any <laughs> thoughts on the girls kissing? No? Okay, that's fine. Like, I feel like if I was there, I'd be like, yes! Uh, yeah, like, hardcore plotting. yes, stick it to them. We're all here, and we don't want to be. Exactly. I'm so confused by the, ex- by the background actors. But then they have, like, this action movie running sequence, and they get away. I'm so proud of them. So, good job. And those, Yay. I can attest, having been to Catholic school, I do find nuns to be that scary. All right. I'm a little bit confused about the fact that Cheryl's just like back at school now. I'm like, where'd you get your outfits? Did you go back home? Was Penelope like, oh, hey, let's take her back immediately. Like what's, what's going on in her home life? Like, is there no lasting damage? Why is she all of a sudden worried about Carrie the musical? And she's like totally back to her normal self. Like, hmm, no trauma there. No trauma? Apparently. Just saying. And so lastly, yeah, Tony and Cheryl are holding hands in the heckin', like, uh, what's that called? They always hang out there. I don't know what it's called though. The student lounge? student lounge there was never a student lounge in my high school yeah me either i'm just assuming that's what it's called i'm jealous okay and so then cheryl talks about how she needs to have revenge goes to talk about kevin talk to kevin about the musical and how she needs to play carrie and we know that she does so i'm yeah. like i that's an interesting kind of revenge yeah <laughs> what kind of revenge are you talking about like, okay is she gonna dump blood on all of the sisters how are you gonna get them to the musical yeah exactly <laughs> okay coopers and jones yes so um, Alice is looking for them, and they're just going to avoid her forever, I guess. FP and Alice have a chat, and uh, um, she's talking about how she, he's letting her daughter live in sin in their trailer. Um, like, I, this is the most Alice that Alice has been in so long. I, uh, and then FP says that he and Jughead are literally sleeping on the pullout sofa so that Betty can sleep in the bed. And I'm like, there's only one bed? Like, who usually sleeps on the bed and who usually sleeps on the sofa? Do you share the bed? I need to know. What is the sleeping arrangement? I mean, okay, here's the thing is, <laughs> Juggy, and, uh, like, Betty have, like, slept together in that bed. So I'm hoping that Juggy sleeps in that bed because otherwise they did it in his dad's bed. And I'm really uncomfortable because then also FP and Alice did it in that bed. So, like, did they? I have thoughts on that. Everyone have, have had sex in that bed. <laughs> That's awkward. It's I don't know. I have no more thoughts. Okay. It's like that time that Kate and Abby had sex in Clark's bed. Thanks so much. True. They did. Okay. But I mean, Um, I know it's not supposed to be the same, but like this one is legitimately like the same bed. (laughs) Yeah. And so Alice is like, you are hard eyes, hard eyes, hard eyes. And FP is talking about how Jughead literally chose to be homeless rather than come back and live with FP. So you don't want that to happen to you. And I'm like, thank you for remembering. Right? Yes. Thank you for bringing it back. Yes. There's real consistency in everything that FP has been doing. I support him. I support him. I think he's valid. But I also love that Alice doesn't take advice from anyone, Mm -hmm. but she listens to FP. What was FP in jail for originally? I don't know. I feel like you need to Google that. So that yeah, we. I don't even recall. So that we will both know. Because we know that he was in the first time because. Jason. Right. No, second time. But why was he in the first time? Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. FP, why were you in prison? Please tell me. Okay. Has been promoted to series regular for season two. Yo. Yeah. Father of Jughead. During the first season, FP almost got framed for the murder of Jason. Okay, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But why was he in prison? After losing his job, F.P. began drinking heavily, which led to the Jones family to fall apart. F.P.'s wife left him and took their daughter to Toledo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At an unknown point, F.P. became the leader of the Southside Serpents. During that time, got involved with Penny Peabody, the extent of which is currently unknown. However, at some point, a promise was made, which F.P. failed to keep resulting in a bitter relationship between the two. But why was he a deal with the Lodges? Yes... Was he not in prison until after Jason? No, he was in prison. Was he? Wait, maybe he wasn't. What if he was? Yeah, Jug had an FP outside the sheriff's station. Was this because of the- As a suspect in Jason Blossom's murder, he was only in prison that one time. Oh. I fully believed he was in prison during season one, but I was super wrong. Same. Oops. Sorry, fam. And also, if we're wrong, please tell us we're wrong. Please tell us, Yes. Someone- we're, we're not very bright sometimes. Someone has rewatched season one more recently than we have. Yeah. So please tell yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Alice comes home and she's like, Chick, do you want to order a pizza? And Chick's like, I am not hungry for something terrible has happened. They have found the car. It's on TV in Swedlow Swamp. Swedlo Swamp. Was a thing. I don't know if it was in the comics, but when I googled it, it was from like an Archie comics TV sh- series. Oh, like a like a fifties like old ass thing. Okay, about like a, a a monster in Swedlow Swamp or something like that. Okay, but either way. It's a reference And um So she calls FP Nice They go to Pops And you know Jughead's feeling bad He feels like he should have Driven it farther away And he's like Hey no one knows About Junkyard Steve And I was like Dude do we know Junkyard Steve We sure do Junkyard Steve is the guy That they went to To find the head Yeah Yeah. And I was like Oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. I wish my name Was Junkyard Steve Do you though No I'm gonna call you Junkyard Steve From now on (laughs) (laughs) Great (laughs) Looking forward to it and so... You did this to yourself. FP is saying, why isn't Chick here? Chick's the one who killed the dude. Well... I mean, we all have that he? question. Yeah. And so so Betty's like, well, he doesn't know anything about the... He doesn't know anything about the car. And we wiped the prince down. And he's like, oh, were you wearing gloves? And they're like, oh, sure. Maybe. I don't know. And so then Keller enters and they're like, oh, act normal. And so so she's like, Betty, come home. And Betty's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get Betty, but I'm also like, Betty, remember that time that you're the one who brought chicken to the house, but it's not your fault that his behavior is so creepy. I'm just frustrated. Yeah. Sweet Pea is mad at Jughead because Betty's here and she's not even a serpent. And of course, Betty's just like, oh, I will become a serpent then. I mean, didn't Betty technically become a serpent when she did the serpent dance? I think you still have to get the tattoo. But like, Sweet Pea should respect that. That she did the dance? Yeah, he He was there. He was having a good, he was having a great time. He was there for that. Yeah, he was pumped too. (laughs) I mean, I can kind of see where Sweet Pea's coming from though. So like, I like that they're not letting go of the fact that Alice has been really crappy to a community that she used to be a part of. Yes. And she's saying, these are all the things I did for the serpents. And he's like, you weren't doing those for the serpents. You were doing them for Jughead. Who are you even? I don't know you. He's not wrong. Exactly. Support Sweet Pea. Thank you so much. And so he's like, how do you know that she's not going to bail on us just like Alice did? She's the enemy. It's like her legacy is that she's garbagey and uses the word turncoat. And so Jughead will not get the serpent vote. I'm like, who does get the serpent vote then? God, my kingdom for the backstory on Alice leaving the serpents. Oh my god, please. I'll pay someone money. Me too. Pay, we could we could probably like start like start a GoFundMe and we were like. We need $10,000 to get uh, the story about Alice and the Serpents and we would make but it. But I'm going to get it from Maidchin because I feel like she's the one who, like, has already thought about all of this uh-huh. and, like, has her own little head cannons and stuff. And then we'll just donate the money to charity because I think that's what she'd want. Yeah. I think that's yeah. It. I think so, too. So, Betty's like, oh, how can I get the Serpents to accept me? Also, Jughead, let's go do things we're not supposed to do. I mean, that just sounds fun, though. Yet, yeah. <laughs> And so they go to ask Kev. And they're like, yeah, we're just writing an article about the environment. Which, like, is a pretty good um, cover, actually. I mean, they're not bad liars. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, the car was claimed. So now they're just trying to figure out who stole it originally. Because it was, I guess it was a stolen car. Although we know it wasn't stolen. It was just borrowed. Sounds like a mystery to me. Yeah. This could be a case for Mulder and Scully. Maybe it could. Things are getting strange. I'm starting to worry. This could be a case for Mulder and Scully. That's a song. Yeah, I was gonna say, did you write that yourself? No! (laughs) I hate you. So, what am I trying to figure out? Girl! Oh, they're basically, what? I was just yelling at you. Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm used to that. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, they're being like, hi, are you two stupid? (laughs) And they're like, first of all, yes. (laughs) Second of all, sorry. That's the whole scene! I know. It's just FBL is going, you're both stupid. You're dumb. We learned the guy's name is Dwayne, The Rock Johnson. The Rock Johnson. Oh, he looks just like him. He did. Must be him. Guess star. I'm sorry, but Dwayne The Rock Johnson would never do any of this. No, no. He's a good man. He is a good Thank man. Thank you. Um and it turns out it's his girlfriend's car. Her name is Darla. And this is my this is my favorite line of word. Like I'll just tell you right now this is my favorite Kay. line of word. When chicks like, yeah, I don't really know her and Betty goes, "Wow, would be nice if you were helpful at any point in your life." I'm Betty. Yeah. And I'm like, same. And so uh, Betty's being forced to move home. or And Chick's like, you know what? I'll go. It's fine. I'll move. And Alice is like, you better back me up, FP, or else I'll punch you in the jugular. And FP's like, cool. Sounds good. FP is like straight up like, okay, I know this voice. Yeah. And so she goes to help Betty pack. FP and Alice are married, by the way. You... You and Alice or F.P. and Alice? F.P. and Alice. I wish me and I-, I wish. Okay, all I heard was the E and so I thought you meant you and Alice, but. Oh, my God. Yeah, actually, Alice and I are married now. Thanks. Cool. Congrats. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I wasn't invited. Oh, well, it was like a I'm really a private ceremony, so. Yeah, still offended. I feel like I should be invited to any private ceremonies you have. Um. Okay, sorry. Okay. Next time. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> I'm going to have to marry so- Abby Griffin in like a month. Okay, good. I'm looking kay. forward to it. You just tell me so I can take it okay. off work. Okay. Cool. So Betty needs a consent form time uh, signed for a tattoo, <laughs> and Alice is like, "Oh, you want to be emancipated now, huh?" Okay, but that's that's what I like. Literally, let me think of another terrible thing this could be. <laughs> that's what I thought. Betty was giving her before Alice even said it. I was like, "Betty, are you seriously going to try and be emancipated?" I think it's funny that she's like, "Mom, will you um respectfully sign this emancipation form?" <laughs> yeah, like if if it's cool with you. Um, yeah. so I want to talk about the tattoos for a second, though. Okay, because it has nothing to do with Betty. So Alice's yeah. tattoo. Uh huh. Okay, so there's a video of Skeet Ulrich. Yep. Answering Riverdale uh-huh. fan questions, and someone says, You know, are we ever going to find out what Alice's serpent tattoo is and where it is? And yeah. Skeet says that only F.P. and Hal know that information. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like that was really important to bring up in this moment because I think we should all just remember that Alice has a serpent tattoo somewhere on her body. Thank you so much. Okay, good conversation. It was a conversation mostly with myself, but I feel like it was good content. No, I agreed with most of the things you said. Yeah, thank you. When she says, I would like a serpent tattoo, Alice says, man, you got lousy timing. What does that mean? Well, because... She literally just got Betty out of one thing and now Betty's like, hi, I would like another thing. Oh, I see. I don't know. I was making up a thing like that was underneath the subtext or whatever. I don't know. Okay. That was a good story. Tell it again. Yeah. Uh, I know because I don't remember the words. Okay, sweet. So she's like, are you seriously getting a tattoo and changing everything about your life just for a dude? And I'm like, "Mm." but Alice, would you know anything about that? Yeah. Yeah, filthy hypocrite that I love. She's like, I'm basically already a member, Mom. And she's like, don't, uh-uh. And I'm like, kind of. What are the qualifications? I'd like to know. Yeah, I mean, she did the dance. And she's helped out the serpents a lot. And Betty's like... Well, if you don't sign this, I'll find somebody who will. And Alice is like, cool, I'll immediately report them. Okay, but like, that's a great place to like grab Alice. She's like, oh, I'm going to do yeah. it anyway. So like, I, I'm coming to you out of out of respect for you to get your yeah. like opinion more than anything. So Chick brings Darla into the house. Okay, do you think Chick did this on purpose? That did not occur to me. Why would you because think so? Chick is a shady mother, word that I'm not allowed to say on the podcast. And I think he was looking <sighs> to like- cause some drama. Are you saying that Chick got a cut of that $10,000? Ooh, maybe. Or use the 10,000 to pay off the debts that maybe he owed to that other guy. That didn't occur to me. See, I'm sitting here thinking that I can usually tell when Chick is acting, but maybe I can't. But why would his old landlord show up and like know to be there? Unless Chick said, hey, here's a good opportunity to try and get anything out of anyone. Hmm. I don't know if we'll ever know. I don't know if we will, but like in my head I think that chick played a bigger role in this than trying to fix it because I don't up until now Chip has not tried to fix anything. He's tried to break all of it. That's interesting. I don't know why I keep thinking like trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I I agree now. I think cuz he's a traumatized person and we want to have like a lot of sympathy for him. Yeah. There's like a close up on Alice pouring this tea and I know that And last episode, the tea was, like, a big thing about how it was, like, poisoning Nana Rose. So I'm sitting here thinking that Alice is about to poison Darla and be like, well, that's done. And that was supposed to be, like, I already killed one person. Here's the other person I'm killing. I also thought that. I totally thought she was poisoning her. Especially because we already had a motif with poison tea. Darla says that she was on her way back to Centerville. And then Chick called. Hmm. And so she's like, I think he was trying to get information to figure out how much... I knew or whatever and so she's like honestly I don't really care what happened to him but he owes me $10,000 and so I'll keep my mouth shut if you give me $10,000 and so she's like okay well you know Betty's trying to get out of it and Alice is just like whatever let's put it away I have money but I wonder if that's the money that they got for selling the register. Oh, maybe. And Hal, Hal's going to be like, oh, where's my money? But also you have Blossom money, Hal. point. Shut the heck up. I thought we we're telling him to shut up. <laughs> He's <laughs> not even there. I'm saying. <laughs> um, And so they're like, okay, well, we need to go to the bank, but it's not open right now. So I guess we'll just wait and we'll play some board games. So she was there overnight. Yeah, because they're all in the same clothes. So like no one slept. Oh my that's gosh. That's a rough night. Pass. Uh, I just like, would not, would not enjoy. And so she's like, it's a joint account, so you shouldn't have any problems. I'm like, okay, except she's a teen. Yeah. I, if I was a teen, I wouldn't be able to go to the bank and be like, give me $10,000 from my parents. I account. think the show, and they'd be like, here you go. Yeah, no. I think the show forgets that they're actually just teenagers. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. True. And so she's like, just go to the bank and back. And so she goes to the bank and she gets the money and then. Alice calls and is saying that Marcel is also there, so please don't come home. See, why is Marcel there? How would Marcel know to go there? Yeah, that's true. Questions you gotta ask. I mean, I assume that Darla called him, but it could have been Chick. How would Darla even know him? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't know. I also I thought it was interesting that Alice like always calls her Elizabeth. Like I don't remember the last time she called her Betty, but her contact in Alice's phone says oh, Betty. Okay. I don't know. That's just a thing I thought of. You know, we like details when yes, it comes to Alice, so we, we we also just really like Alice. Yeah. Yeah. So Betty comes home and the dude is just like, man, that pepper spray messed me up. (laughs) And she was like, that was the point of pepper spray. So cool. She's like, yeah, glad it worked. Thanks. And so they're trying to blackmail them. And he threatens to cut out Betty's eyes, and I guess you know Jughead was just like at the door with a stethoscope, being like, uh-uh, no, threaten her." And then they pushed out. Why didn't Betty just keep it unlocked? Kate, but it's literally that moment in Shrek where, like, Shrek and Donkey are outside the wedding, and like they're about to storm in and stop the wedding, and then uh-huh. Donkey's like, "No, you got to wait for the the line. You got to wait for the right line to go in and storm in and stop a wedding." Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. That's totally. this moment is like Jughead totally. going, oh, "Wait, we we yeah. got to wait for a really good threat." I love how Marcel's like, I have an exacto knife. Um, yeah. And then they push down the door and the serpents show up and they're like, we all have exacto knife. Okay. That was so, that made me laugh so much. I'm sure like they felt cool. Cause it very much looked like, you know, like the greasers, but oh yeah. my God, who shows up to a break-in with like Swiss army knives, <laughs> tiny knives. And they're like, I'll get you. I- I'll cut you. I got to get real close, but I'll get you. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> I'll like, do it. Um, dumb. And so he's like, hey, we're going to go talk to the police about how that guy died. And they're like, well, here's the thing. The Coopers are a super respected family. And also, we're friends with the sheriff. So we have a ton of rich people privilege. So thank you so much. Womp. But also, it's funny that they're just like, oh, stay away from the sheriff. Oh. And now they're just like, sheriff's our bud. Yeah. So you guys are screwed. So they're like, you should just take the money and yeah. go. That's what they do. Which, I mean, that was a great way to solve that thing. I have a complaint about that scene, though. Excuse me, me. why was FP not also there? Wow. Yeah, Yeah. what was he up to? Nothing. Just sitting in his trailer. Yeah, the love of his life was in danger. (laughs) Exactly. What the heck? I like that, like, we've talked ourselves so far into FP and Alice, and yet they still happened, you know? Yeah. Alice is cleaning up and they're like, hey, sorry about your door being broken. And she's like, it's okay. It was extra dramatic that way. And so Chick is like, I'll leave. And she's like, yeah, you're going to leave because... And it hurts her so much to say it, but she's like, you've put us in danger. You leave me no choice. You're not staying here another night. Bye. It's sad. It's sad, but it's about time. Yeah. And I like yeah. that they established in the episode before that she wasn't stupid and she did see the flaws with Chick and that this yeah. is this is she's her breaking point. giving him a chance. Yeah. So... Alice goes and thanks the serpents, even though she told Jughead to thank them. She wanted to do it herself. And she's wearing a a snake skin shirt. So I feel like she was like going through her closet and being like, oh, relevant. Kate, queen of coordinating her wardrobe to the appropriate situations. (laughs) Betty could take a few lessons. She has so many snake themed clothes. She's like, just for later. Okay, literally, though, she probably had them in her closet and like would look at them every once in a while and be like, damn, I really need an occasion for that one. She's like, one day. One day. One day I'm going to wear that outfit again. So she's like, I'm not going to attack the serpents anymore because I'm from the south side and I'm proud of who, like, where I came from. And you're like, cool. And also my husband sold our newspaper, so I don't have anywhere to write. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but this is basically the rise of Serpent Alice and the death of Northside Alice. Yeah. Well, bye. I'm ready for Serpent Alice. I love it. I'm excited. So lastly, <laughs> Alice shows up at FP's heckin' trailer with her lip, changed her lipstick, changed her hair, opened an extra button on her shirt. Yes, God. And showed up. This moment with the gum Oh, uh, changed my life. My changed God. My life. I'm never okay. the same. So do you think that the thing happened that we, that was implied happened? If it did, I'm pissed. I am also pissed. I'm so mad. If they took that away from us. I'm, I'm so mad. I, like, Here's the thing. The demo on the CW, everything that we've learned about them, every show they've ever made, they're not overly interested in the adults. Beyond all odds, the adults on Riverdale have become just as interesting, if not more interesting than the kids. And the fans think so too. Exactly. Like the fans think so. The fandoms are huge. Like the demos and the numbers prove that people are as invested in in the adults as the kids. And having said that, the adults do not get to show the same kind of huge, like, vast wells of sexuality. Because, like, I think the CW assumed that that's not what people want to see. They're wrong. But, like, the importance of, like, women over 50 getting to express their sexuality in a healthy way should not Mm -hmm. be taboo to the CW. And yet... We have the Riverdale writers and probably the CW not showing us any of that. So like we have this whole buildup with FP and Alice from the end of season one. And then the culmination of that relationship happens off screen. That's nuts to me. So upsetting. I was like, if I don't get that, if that's all I get, like I loved that moment. But like, if that's all we get, we don't even get the first kiss. I'm so mad. We didn't even get a kiss. We should have been able to get a kiss. I'm mad. Like, I can't believe that it's... (sighs) 2018 and the CW's demographics are people who are much older than teenagers and yet they're afraid to show adults doing things that adults are consenting to or kissing. Sam even told me that the people at, what is it, Pallyfest? Paleyfest? Yeah, Paleyfest. How do you pronounce? Okay. They got, like, the first, uh, like, 15 minutes or something of the next episode, and apparently, like, Alice goes to FP and uh, in Pops and is just like, hey, handsome, or, like, whatever. And I'm like, oh, no! That means we definitely missed it. Oh, yeah, she told me all of those spoilers, and I was really mad because... When we talk about it, like when that episode airs, if they hadn't done this, that would have been delicious drama. If they hadn't done this thing right here, that would have been great build up and adding to the slow burn of FP and Alice. But now it's just kind of culminated off screen and we're all kind of left going, wait, what? And I don't like to, and I have a hard time reading fic because I get confused about what's actually canon, but like, I need one for this now because I don't get what's real. Well, I mean, that's why fanfic exists, right? It's It supplements the canon that you don't get. And in this case, like, when the writing fails you, you know, that's what people have to do. And let it just be known that, like, I am thrilled with what we got. I'm just upset about what we didn't get. I'm thrilled with what we got, but I would like those relationships to be as developed and with as much care as the teen relationships. Like, it feels like we got more keller and mccoy yeah we were like we saw them doing things but fred hermione yeah but fp and alice who i think are probably the biggest adult relationship on the show yeah happens off screen that's very confusing to me and i really want to know why yeah but having said that with it with other ships i'm very thrilled with the choni kiss Yeah. So you, you win some, you lose some. Now it's time for segments. My first segment is called asexual jughead, question mark, question mark, question mark. And the answer is yes, always yes. I don't care. There's no place for anything other than asexual jughead. Yeah. Whatever. If he's demisexual jughead, that's fine. Bring it up. Any, any kind. It's okay. Yeah. There's a vast spectrum on the A spec. Exactly. Just, just pick one. I don't (laughs) care. And my segment is which milk was the most baddest in this episode. And actually I think I'm going to give it to Mary again. She doesn't she's not going to be able to get it very often cuz she keeps leaving. So yeah, give it to her when you can. Yeah. Plus, you know, her talk with Archie, she really says everything we're all thinking. So. Yeah. Uh my next seg- next segment is called Do the Snake Parents Acknowledge Their Obvious History? I feel like this like segment is almost a moot point at this point because like it's been acknowledged blatantly and maybe physically. And things happened. And things happened. Did we see the things? No. But we'll hear about them, I guess. And now it's time for our best line award. My best line award goes to Betty for... Shocker. Gee, chick, have you ever actually been helpful in any way to anyone? (sighs) Enough, Elizabeth. Same. And mine goes to Veronica for... God and Gucci willing, Cheryl's safe. Do you want the rest of that line line too? Nope, just God and Gucci willing. Got it. Okay. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Because like, that's a mood. And now it's time for our trailer reaction. I haven't seen this trailer, so I'm excited. (gasps) Ooh, Okay. I only saw it the one time, so I'm also excited. Okay, sweet. It's in a couple it's in a couple weeks, so uh we'll see in a couple weeks after that. Yeah. But- Once again, we must suffer through a hiatus. <sighs> it's not that long. It's alright. How long it'll is last. it? Three weeks. By the time this goes up, it'll be two weeks. But that's tough when you're like waiting for the hundred, too. All right, trailer reactions in mm-hmm. three, two, one, play. play. This revenge fantasy. Oh, right. So it's really Carrie the Musical happen. Duh. Yeah. yeah. I love this outfit. Spoiled rich girl. Made so 70s. What was that? Uh oh. Oh, so they're try to filming get this. Me and my dad. Well, yeah, because Jughead can't freaking sing. <laughs> Don't one. try to get between me and my dad. Archie, you got between you and your dad. Welcome <laughs> to Carrie the musical. <laughs> Fun fact: oh, Fangs. Always Fa- always I'm pretty so sure Fangs is the like team. assistant director. And CW. Alice so. looks like she has a role too. Yeah. I'm so excited. You know what I was thinking about? recently remember when kevin was just like i'm not gonna date him his name is fangs you remember this yeah i'm like you were dating a guy named moose well that's the truth isn't it and he's right in front of you he's like he has a weird name and moose is like oh you're like hey (laughs) (laughs) okay i don't know the story of Carrie the musical so that's gonna be a you thing even though i'm the theater major i don't know the story i'll have to do some research oh i'm flipping through this Uh uh-huh Kevin is holding a note that says this is your last warning to replace Cheryl next time the sandbag won't miss Black Hood. Black Hood? The Black Hood is back? Wait. Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited. Oh my God. That's so funny. Okay. So the people I see on stage right now are Veronica, Tony, Ethel, and I think Midge. Yep. Yeah. Sandbag. Archie's on stage. Is that Chuck? Archie's hair looks—it looks looks like Chuck is dancing with potentially Veronica. Okay. Well, she has black hair. I—I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, they're wearing the same outfit. Okay. Doughead is filming because Cole can't sing. Oh my God, that's such a roast. (laughs) But also true. He can't. He's the only one who hasn't. I know. Sung, and I've heard him sing on the like old Disney Channel things, and I know why he's like I'll pass. (laughs) Alice is dressed like a nun. Don't try to get between. Don't try and get between me and my dad. Fred is just like, we have been between. <laughs> don't get tr- try to get between me and my dad. We've been new. We don't have a, a relationship, but like still don't. Yeah. Oh, that's Alice screaming. Yeah. Oh my I, god! I think, a, I think that's a play thing. Probably. Yeah, obviously, pony dancing. Show. Well, this should be interesting. Why does the black hood care so much that Cheryl's the lead? <laughs> like, f- black hood's like I should be the lead and carry the musical. I feel like it's definitely someone impersonating the black hood. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm so excited. I love this crap. I'm Same. Excited. I'm very excited. Okay. I'm, I'm very excited. See y'all soon. Thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show too. We covered all of season four and we're starting season five soon. If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show too. Um, Season one is done. We, we did it's it. It's all done. You could listen to it all if you want. Yeah. And um, we just, we're going to be putting out an interview with one of the lovely actors from the show who played Nadia. Her name's Andrea. And we had such a great time talking with her and that'll be available on April 9th. So. Yeah. Yeah. You can follow The Afficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube. Apples and oranges and bears, oh my. <laughs> and our Patreon is... Hey, why did I say apples and oranges and bears? I don't know. I can't relate. Hey, that was weird. <laughs> and our Patreon is patreon.com slash The If you like what we do here, please consider donating. It's expensive to run three podcasts and uh, we're trying to do some more. Yeah, we would so- like to do more. If you'd like to see us do, I mean, we're kind of thinking Stranger Things, Orphan Black, Battlestar Galactica. That's our short list right now. Yeah. So um, if you're interested in any of those, let us know on Twitter and consider donating to our Patreon. And thank you so much. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B R I T T A N I A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me personally at Robin E Jeffrey, that's R O B Y N E J E F F R E Y, pretty much everywhere. Join us for the next episode, which is 218 A Night to Remember. And it's the episode about Carrie the Musical. And it was also a 1958 film about the final night on the Titanic. There's also a book named that, and I read it when I was a kid. There's also a song in High School Musical 3 called A Night to Remember. No, no, we almost went a whole podcast without you bringing up High School Musical. It's gonna be the night to remember. Big fun, all right. And it's it's like about a prom and dressing up and stuff, so that's definitely what it's named after for sure. I'm gonna hang up on you. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.